Hello and welcome to the March Geek Embassy Hangout. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, and I'm here today with Mark, Julie, and Isabella. And we are going to be talking about guilty pleasures. <laughs> or, <laughs> or not. Yes, or, or not, not guilty, guilty pleasures. <laughs> or just pleasures. Um, and things that we enjoy, because that is definitely what we generally talk about, things we enjoy. Um, but our theme today is to talk a little bit about guilty pleasures. And part of my inspiration for this is an article that Isabella wrote over a year ago, actually, or almost <laughs> a year ago, <laughs> where she was talking about um, how guilty pleasures are often um, um, defined in feminine ways. That was what you were talking about in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, like the it. language around it and the themes and things that people said in guilty pleasures were often feminine. Yes. Yes. Um, and I had read another article that was talking about um, just how how we enjoy things and how we, we in, in, in sort of the way people present themselves online now, we feel this need to like justify our interests and our fan, our fandoms in a certain way. Um, and that guilty pleasures made sometimes made people compromise or feel compromised in terms of how they present uh, what they like. So I thought that might make for an interesting discussion. And I will, I'm going to out Mark immediately and say that when I suggested this topic and when he said he was available, he's like, just so you know, I don't believe in guilty pleasures. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think about guilty pleasures um, when you mentioned it and I was, I couldn't come up with any examples of anything in my head. I was like going, I, I love ABBA and I'm like, yeah, but I have absolutely no problems with saying I love ABBA and I've driven down the road with ABBA blaring, you know, on my the, yeah. <laughs> with the windows down with, you know, my buddy Ed in this seat, both of us seeing take a chance by ABBA at the top of our lungs, you know, it's just like, <laughs> we don't care. We love it. <laughs> You know, I people look at me and I'm a metalhead most of the time, but I don't I don't care that I you know like ABBA, and I don't care that you know people might go, "What you like ABBA?" Right, right. So summer brings me back to the question that I think we should start off here with, which is, how would we define a guilty pleasure? You want my um, definition? Or <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Mark. So my definition is basically something that you truly like, but for whatever reason would be embarrassed to admit to anybody else. Okay. That's, that's basically what it boils down to. Okay. You're embarrassed to admit it, so it's something you don't generally tell people about. What would you mm. say, Izzy? I think that, or also something that you think that you shouldn't like, but you do for whatever reason. Right. Right. Like, I think that's a, something that's usually used with, like, food or something. Like, you know you shouldn't like it, but you do anyway. For whatever reason, you think right. you should enjoy this thing, but you do like anyway. Like a Baconator. Right. Like a what? <laughs> like a Baconator, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what a Baconator is. I don't know, but it sounds... It's a, it's a horrible eat. hamburger from, from Wendy's that literally has no redeemable nutritional value, I'm sure. <laughs> Other than that. Well, what do you think, Julie? What do you think is the sort of the definition? You were the person who asked it before we went live. You asked about <laughs> what makes something a guilty pleasure. So what do you think the definition is? Well, I think both of those are on the nose. Um, the only other one I could think of is 
is as far as you know thinking of different forms of medias and maybe it's something that you overindulge in like oh. you watch repeatedly or read repeatedly um you just kind of can't get enough of it and keep going back to it yep there's a couple on that i put on my list that are things that um even though i know they're like not great i continue to do anyway <laughs> and i definitely have binge watched or you know binge read um you know for my book series that i picked out for it oh um, i think i know what it is yeah of course you know what it is <laughs> <laughs> we can start here if you want all right my book that i put down in my book series i put down is house of night mm -hmm. right because bye right uh which i was Wait, dealing what for those who are not familiar, who's it? Oh, it's for PC and Kristen Cast. It's a mother-daughter duo, um, and it's teenage vampires, and it's you know young adult romance novels. And I was dealing them like they were drugs when they first came out because Julie like would stop by my house <laughs> after she got off work at Charter at ten o'clock at night just to pick up the next book in the series. <laughs> Yeah, and I think you got me to read like six or seven of them or something. I do. I'm actually like not that. sure which of the two of you have the three or four books I'm still missing. <laughs> okay, no, I, I, yeah, I, I know I returned the last one that I kept for like a year until I realized like I can't keep going. <laughs> like I have to stop. <laughs> but you might go back. I see that twinkle in your eye. You might go back. It's still there. You're like, I don't know. Maybe I'll it get turned into like this. hate reading. Like, I don't know why I'm still <laughs> reading this, but I can't. <laughs> it's such a train wreck. I can't get away from it. <laughs> well, and it, it, it definitely is. And I didn't like I read. I got the first four as a bundle. And I started reading them uh, toward the end of my, um, my dissertation. Uh, and they were like my escape from like all of that stress. And I read the first four, that set of four that I got. Um, I read it twice back to back. Like I read through once in like a week and a half, like 10 days. And they're not, you know, they're not small, but they're not, you know, terribly long. They're fast. They're fast reads. So I read, you know, four of them in like 10 days. And then I went back and read all of them again, all four of them. Um, and then I went and ordered the rest of them because at that point I think there were five out maybe or six I can't remember um, and then from that point on I was I would get them, you know pre-ordered So when they came out they were on my doorstep the day that they came out <laughs> So I read I reread the first maybe six twice um, And I never went back and read that the last ones like I just finished it to know the story and um, You know complete my addiction to the story and never never went back and read them again I, I picked up to start reading after I finished the series because it's over the series ended and when it ended I went back to go back to read it and I was just like mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't hold it again, so I don't know but I but I'm willing to admit I mean we've talked about house of night on the show, you know tons of times so I'm willing to admit it but I do feel like it has that like guilty pleasure connotation to it because but why is it why is it a guilty pleasure you guys have talked about that you all love it and stuff and hate right. it and love it but why 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 do you a love it and b why do you hate loving it <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know you go first Isabella because you hate reddit so you had a little bit more well, I kind of enjoyed it at first, but then it, it, it kind of, it's like 
something that went on for way too long, I feel like. And it just kept getting more and more convoluted. And I just stuck with it because I knew you liked it. And I'm like, okay. I'll just there has to be some redeeming value if Redeem likes it. Not true. Not true. It's like as someone who used to watch like soap operas and stuff. Yes. Well, and it's, that was... It's a bit like that. Yeah, and that was one of the things that I really liked about it. Because remember Julie and I having a conversation about it at first where when you read the first few books, you get the sense it's going to be a little like Harry Potter where um, each book is a year. But it turns out like the whole series of books takes place over maybe a year and a half or two years. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are some books in the series that are like a day or two days. Like an entire book goes over yeah, like like the you know, and there's a huge amount of you know events or whatever that happen in those two days. But the span of time that happens, because at one point I can't remember exactly where it is that it breaks. It because it, it starts that it's just told from the one protagonist's point of view, um, and then it shifts to where you have chapters from each person's point of view, and so uh, the story expands that way, where you're having the same people telling you know, the same events from their point of view and in a different time frame. I think that's when it got a little bit uh, soap opera for me. Because, like, if you ever watched, like, a conventional, like, American soap opera, it, it, it like, each episode takes place in, like, 15-minute increments every day, I told them, like, five people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you could go months and still be in the same day you were, like, yeah. last year. Yeah. And I think that if I'm going to pinpoint what it is about it that makes me feel it's a guilty pleasure, it's that sense of it being a soap opera. And not only being a soap opera, but it's a teen soap opera. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so like it's... Degrassi like, or something. I mean, I've never watched Degrassi, yeah. but I've always thought that that's what that was. Right, or the OC or something yeah. like that. Like those types of like TV shows, it would be the equivalent of that. And when I first read it, what I thought was really interesting about it um, in a literary sense, was that it was a mother-daughter writing it, which I still think is great. Um, so I felt like the language in the first few books that the teenagers were using was more real than yeah. I felt a lot of the teen language was. But I think they kind of lost that when they started doing those multiple perspectives from from the from different characters, um, that they couldn't maintain the tone and you know way that they were writing <laughs> the same way. So I don't know. I thought it had redeeming value. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was enjoyable, right? right? It was. It was, you know, yeah. So, Although like, I even if you wouldn't read it now, read it now yeah, per se, per se. You, you enjoyed it at the time. Yeah, well, I definitely <clears throat> enjoyed it. It was definitely the perfect break I needed when, you know, it showed up when I needed something that was trash to read because I was going through so much other heavy material with the dissertation. So, I don't know. What do you think, Julie? You read it too. Sorry, Mark. What are you going to say? I was just going to say that brings up one of my biggest points about liking things and and guilty pleasures i i went i've always been very opinionated about music what i consider good what i consider bad and you know would try and convince people to like things i liked and and, and i think everybody does that mm-hmm. and then i realize it's a, a moot point a losing battle because it's all subjective right the reason that you like something is because when it entered into your life at that point in time it's anchored to something typically right Just like you it has like a meaning for you at that time yeah Right. And so typically, um, all the things that we like I, are subjective, obviously, and they are subjective because where they happen to come to us in, in the timeline in our, our, of our lives. So, 
you know, and you just made that point with your your book. You know, it came to you. You know, when, when you I needed to read it, yeah. Was, you know, easy and mm-hmm. you know, fun at the at that time. So I think that's the way all um, you know things that we like are. And I think that uh, guilty pleasures really shouldn't be guilty pleasures because they come to you when you need them. You know, it's yeah. something that you obviously need and something that ties to you. Yeah. I would agree with that. And I think that, and I think it's a powerful thing too, when you can take and say, you know, this piece of literature, you know, good or bad, high or lowbrow, whatever it is, uh, you know, had this impact on my life at this time for this reason. Uh, what do you think, Julie, you dropped reading the series really. So what, what sort, I, I think at least, I mean, I think you have an idea of maybe going back to it. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually keep meaning I've got to sit here. Uh, well, because I had to re- kind of reread the last one that I before had because yeah. there's been such a gap in between. Um, but um, I I think that um, kind of yeah, the teenage thing is where it gets a little bit um, you know on the embarrassing side, uh, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but I you know I think that. Um, the Harry Potter series kind of opened the door for that um, that uh, ability for adults to enjoy, uh, you know, kind of that where you really writing kind of kids books, but not in um, in a reading style that's meant for kids, you know, little kids to read, and it's really is meant for more of adults to read, but it's about kids. And, um, and so this kind of follows a little bit in that, you know, in that, in the footsteps of that. And so um, I, you know, I, it is more teenagery than, than Harry Potter, but. Um, yeah. Well, there's more, there's more focus on um, relationships. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And so, um, it, you know, that, but it is also, you know, kind of a, a vampire series too. So that, you know, that becomes like, oh, do you know, I'm being silly reading something like <laughs> fantasy, you know, <laughs> you know uh, some, you know, some kids books are, you know, like now at my age now, I am comfortable like going back and reading books I loved when I was a kid, like A Wrinkle in Time or something. Right. But whereas I wouldn't go back and read the 50, you know, Sweet Valley High books when I was. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet Valley High, oh my God, I haven't thought of those in forever. They were terrible. And they knew it at the time I was reading them, they were terrible. I know. Chunks. She would just reuse like seriously chunks of descriptions. She would just take from book to book like the descriptions of the two twin leads were always exactly the same like word for word and i knew it then and i'm like i'm still reading this and i know still to the bookstore looking for the new one oh god they're awful so bad back in the days where you actually went to a bookstore (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so it's yeah i agree it's 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 all that it's the um it's you, you you get you get into it you get hooked at first um and that more the for me like the hogwarts type of thing and then mm-hmm. keep reading it because it's a story and it's you know you liked it enough you've invested enough time enough you've you know feel like you're part of the, the right um, 
they want to see that I for me and I talked about this I'm actually thinking about like trying to develop a a panel to present about this but for me it's always the concept of being addicted to the story I always kind of have to finish even when I hate books like I've talked about that before like mm -hmm. having read through books that were hundreds and hundreds of pages long that I I hated like 50 <laughs> to 100 pages into it and I still had to finish because I had mm -hmm. to know what happened to the stupid story Regina, um, I've gotten I know, and as I've gotten older, I don't feel that way. I don't feel as strongly about that. When I was younger, I was much more um, dogged in my determination to make sure I finished whatever I read. Um, and I'm definitely not that person anymore. <laughs> I've definitely evolved past that. Um, parenthood took its toll on reading, so. <laughs> but I'm wondering so now. Go ahead. Oh, no, finish your thought. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm wondering, because I'm, I'm going to try to kind of keep an evolving, you know, definition going for us here. I hear juvenile coming up, kind of not, not, nobody said juvenile, but to some degree, I think we're feeling that our guilty pleasures on some level have a juvenile take to them, um, well, at least from what we've talked about so far. Well, we've only talked about <laughs> young adult One. books right. series, so yeah, yeah that yes. would be juvenile, but yes. <laughs> I don't think that necessarily makes guilty pleasures juvenile. Right. I'm just, I was just throwing it out there. Well, I think that's in the way, it, like, it, like in juvenile, by the sense, like, it's something that you should not, not like, like, <laughs> you're too evolved to, like, right, you're too, too old, you should outgrow, yeah. grow out of it or whatever. Like, I know, like, my books, I have down the Outlander books, um, okay, by, yes, um, I read that one too. <laughs> Um, and I really like them, although they're so romancy and like part of me is like, I should have better characters because they are very like tropey and And they get bigger and bigger each book. Yes, like like on the I think I'm on, I'm on the third or fourth book now. And, and like there's time travel, there's all sorts of crazy stuff. <laughs> but I'm still addicted to it because I'm investing. Right. Well, and then there's that too. Um, like, what I'm hearing from guilty pleasures is romance. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's what Isabella talked about in her article. Um, mm -hmm. You know, why did it have to be romance or romantic or you know that as the thing that was guilty? Why are why romance is guilty pleasures? Yeah, and my point was is often coded as you know a feminine pastime, so it's yes, frivolous, frivolous and unnecessary, and we should. Aspire by better, better to things. Although, if you tech, if you enjoy it, I don't really see why you should be guilty about enjoying it. Right, yeah. and that's what I think. Uh, that's part of what I want to kind of explore here. Like, you know, do we feel? I don't feel guilty about the House of Night. All you know, I've said that, but you know, and do you feel guilty about Outlander? No, not really. No. But when I explain to people, you can definitely see like, see, like the oh, oh, oh it's, that that? it's that type that of story. story. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you like trashy romance novels, yeah. Right. I like I like trashy romance novels. They're fun. They're fun. <laughs> yeah. I read I read very dull technical texts at work. Sometimes you just want something lighthearted and ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, Izzy, can you unplug your mic and plug it back in again, and just see oh, if that will? Again? Yeah, it's well staticking again. Okay. Let me. I'm hoping that if she just like plugs it, just periodically. <laughs> Because it was fine for a long time, and then it just funked up you're, again. You're muted right now, Izzy. Uh oh, okay. There you go. Is it any better? Yes. 
Huh. Okay. It must be a Hangouts thing. I don't know. <laughs> it's, well, yeah, because it was fine. Like, you're fine now. So, I don't know. But as time goes. <laughs> so. You just have to periodically plug and unplug. All right. So, Mark. I was just going to say, did we hit what Julie's guilty pleasure was for books or did uh, what she was talking about back <laughs> in school? We haven't really gotten to anybody else yet. <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, no, I'm just going to, um, it's on in the same thing, the Twilight books. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I, you know, it's a guilty pleasure. I know that it gained, um, it became such a cultural pop cultural sensation so quickly that it became, um, um, what's the word? Passe or I don't know. Um, almost cliche. Cliche. There's a word cliche. Yeah. And, um, and so it, it, it almost turned from being this, you know, really cool, um, series to read to like, oh my God, you know, everybody's read that. It's so, I'm so over it. Uh, and then, and so I did read it, uh, through probably three times <laughs> and, <laughs> and in like a couple of years. Um, you know, it, it, it is, um, you know, there's different, there's different reasons. It's just like with anybody, there's different things about a story or about a setting or a premise or a character or something that draws you in. And so, um, uh, for me, it had a couple of aspects to it. Um, you know, especially being set here in Washington and, and, um, and, uh, just some different things about it that I, I liked. So, um, I'm not, um, you know, I, I really am not ashamed to say that I know some people are like really embarrassed and they just want to diss on it right away. And that's fine. But you know what? It, it was an entertaining series is an entertaining series, whether it's you don't like everything about it or if you do. And if you keep reading it and it makes you happy, then yeah, then do it. So yep. and and so I haven't read it in several years. Didn't no. I get you started on Twilight? Too? Yes, you are. Yes, because I'm the gateway drug. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was your fault. I know. I own it. Yes, um, <laughs> and I read all of them. I didn't reread all of them though. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep, that was that's my guilty pleasure. Cool. What about you, Mark? Did you have a book, or are you you're not declaring any? No, I really don't. I honestly don't. Um, <laughs> The, the books that I tend to read, I I read them because people that I trust recommend them, you know, whether it be, you know, somebody like Adam Savage or, you know, a, a good friend or something like that. So, I mean, the books that I've read um, recently or even in the near distant past, near distant past, in the near past, um, I don't know, they just they're books that I like and they're books that I recommend to anybody and I wouldn't feel embarrassed about recommending them at all. So I don't, I honest, I honestly don't have a, yeah. Do you have anything that you've uh, like reread or that you, Oh yeah. Like I re I back in the day, um, uh, I discovered the uh, Anne Rice's Vampire Chronicles when I was like, in Oh my grade. God. That, yeah. I love that series. <laughs> and I've read all of them you know, several times, the vampire Lestat itself, I've probably read nine or 10 times now over the course of the years from when I was in eighth grade up until, I don't know, probably about five years ago or something like that. Um, 
that that's probably the one that I reread the most. But uh, uh, recently, uh, World War Z, I will either read that or listen to the audiobook on a semi-regular basis, just because I love the storytelling in it and how it evolves. But you know, I don't feel guilty for that. They're I think they're just really good books. You know, and the Vampire Lestat story is really well done. So. Yeah, that's probably my favorite out of that series. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, Regina. So, me. <laughs> yes. What next? What next? What, what next? Um, let's talk about... I'm going to... I'm gonna. Well, we did books. Um, let's talk about foods. Okay. That's a guilty pleasure food. Uh, I guess I can go... Okay. I have down, I just kind of picked something at random, and it's not really a food. It's uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Well, that's not a guilty pleasure. Isn't that's it? like one of the best things on earth. Isn't that though? Because I'm like, sometimes I'll just be in a store and then see that Easter candy is on sale, and then I'll just buy a bag of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups yeah. for no reason and hide it away. <laughs> that's just because they're delicious. Right. <laughs> and I really Literally. don't want to share with anyone, so I hide it. <laughs> and the little mini sure. ones are crack, or there's total crack. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I bought. I bought a, a little bag of like the little mini ones. Yeah. I, 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 ordered, I, I have no problem with those. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think, I don't know. I can't, I don't know. I don't know if chocolate could ever like. Well, that's definitely my guilty pleasure. I don't think I have another food that I eat that I eat. Right, like that, that you just feel like is, you know. Maybe, I don't know, maybe amounts, you know, for guilty pleasures. I know I ordered five pounds of mini Cadbury mini eggs off Amazon for Easter <laughs> because I usually end up buying at least five bags worth. So I'm like, oh, they're on sale for like really cheap in bulk. So sure. <laughs> so you feel embarrassed about that? No, not at all. <laughs> well, is it really a guilty pleasure? Do you feel that's guilty not my then? guilty pleasure food? My guilty pleasure food that I came up with are fruit snacks. Because okay, I would why? almost never admit that I eat like probably a package a day of the the fruit snacks I buy for my daughter. <laughs> are we talking about like the the fruit leather kind of stuff or the gummy kind of stuff? The gummy ones. Oh. The the ones that have like well, I mean these are at least made from juice, so at least they have like a small minuscule amount of nutritional value. Well, do you remember like the fruit leather stuff from when yeah. we were kids? See, that wouldn't I wouldn't consider that a guilty pleasure because again, it's subjective. That takes you back to your childhood. Oh yeah, I, they yeah, don't was, they don't do the like I they were came on a roll and you unrolled them and they run out of yeah. plastic. God, I used to yeah. love those. My you know my mom would pick one up at the you know store and I'd have it on the way home or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they were yeah. made from actual fruit. <laughs> they were actually made from actual fruit, right? These are not. These are just yeah. you know hardened you know gummy gummified sugar. They're terrible. <laughs> I love them. I buy them for me. Or you know, my daughter doesn't even really like them all that much, and I do. So I'm like, okay. So, so do you feel guilty about it? A little bit, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> You're not even blushing. I don't. I don't see how you can. Really feel guilty about it. <laughs> You're unrepentant. <laughs> well, maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was. Maybe it was because that was the one thing I was like, oh, I can say that, and that'll be good because you know. Nah. I know what we may not be the right group to um, talk about guilty pleasures because we don't really feel a whole lot guilty. I know, right? <laughs> guilty at all. 
like five years ago, I might have felt guilty about some of this stuff, but now I really don't care. <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe guilty pleasures revolve around age. You know, when you're maybe they do. trying to form your self-image, you're worried about what people think, you know, more. So, But I think I've perhaps, reached that point a lot earlier than some people I know. <laughs> well, I would agree you're with probably that. a lot more mature than most people your age as well. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Or just life experiences make you not care. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I Julie, what about true. yours? Food? Oh, well, that's that's there's too many to list on that one. I would say my main vices would be pizza. And um, it's like, it's like I never got out of college. So I oh, still left pizza or the night. There's nothing wrong with pizza. Pizza <laughs> is like one of the most awesome foods in the universe. Right. I was just going to come to pizza's defense as well. So <laughs> I think it's hilarious that we're like defending each other's. <laughs> I think, like, I think I do have a guilty pleasure. I think I do when it comes to okay. food. Okay, good. And it's very specific, and there's a very good reason why. Buffalo wings that are actually on the bone. I will never order them out in public because they're so messy to eat at a restaurant. You get them all over your fingers and all over your face and stuff like that. Uh, if I get any kind of buffalo chicken when I'm at a restaurant, then I get boneless. But, hmm. you know, mine's just because I don't want to make a mess and look like a slob. You know, it's just like... Something that you, you feel weird about gnawing on buffalo wings that have the bone in it in public. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And buffalo uh, wings in general, because essentially eating buffalo wings is eating chicken skin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what? I'm not. Chicken I'm just saying it's like, you know, there's not a lot of meat on buffalo wings. It's it's not even that. It's the buffalo sauce. <laughs> I'm all about the condiments. <laughs> Anything that gets the condiment to my mouth is is key. I think I remember Do I a joke. spaghetti. Yeah. No, I don't love spaghetti. I love spaghetti sauce. I just need the spaghetti to get the sauce to my mouth without delivery system. judging. Yes. 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 I think I remember there was a joke Roseanne told. She said it was something like egg salad, chicken salad, um, tuna salad. They're all mayonnaise delivery systems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much. Well, you know, and it's true. It's like that's, you know, do you love the tortilla chips? No, you love the guacamole. No, you love the salsa. The salsa. Or the salsa. I could, I almost said salsa. Or, or the nacho cheese. Or the nachos. Yes, nacho cheese. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, you know what? I can, I can actually think of another guilty pleasure that you got me started on, Mark, for food. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, um, salt and pepper thick cut kettle chips <laughs> dipped in uh, onion dip. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, it's so specific. <laughs> no, but it has to be those like thick cut kettle. I think they're called black pepper, right? Yeah, salt and black pepper. Yeah. Salt and black pepper, you know, thick cut kettle chips and, you know, the tub of sour cream with the onion packet in it. Yeah. yeah How many of our specific. like game days or events have we started out with that? And all of us ended up with a stomach ache. We can't actually eat like the good food that we were preparing. <laughs> Because we're all macking on the chips, uh, sour cream. But you can't feel guilty about it because, goddamn, they're good. It is good. <laughs> it is. It is terrible. It is good. So now I'm blushing. Now, so there you oh. go. Has Has Izzy never partaken of that particular treat in all the time she's been over here? No, I don't think so. I don't think she has. 
Well, I know what you need to prepare the next time you have her over yeah. for a game day. Wait, or wait, wait. Okay, wait. What is it exactly? There okay, was a so lot you know, in there. It's homemade okay, so dip with sour cream and and Lipton yeah. sweet mix. Yeah. If you look at if you look at an onion uh, Lipton onion soup mix mm -hmm. on the back, it has it has the directions to make onion dip by dumping one of the packets into uh, so many ounce container of sour cream and stirring it up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and most me. of the time, we so, don't even like take it out of the container. You just no, dump it in the container. Yeah. So you're like eating it, and we're all like vultures, like around it. <laughs> Dipping I actually the... feel proud that I've got you stuck on it. That's awesome. <laughs> I can't. I mean, and now you know. I think Trevor brought it the last time um, you guys came over, or one of the last parties that we had all together. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, this is it. <laughs> but I must never buy it when you're not here. So. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't need it either, unless I have like you know a bunch of people over or something right. like that. Yeah. I, I well, because you have it in the house, and then you want to eat all of it, and then yeah. that doesn't end well. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But the, the other component to that is, Izzy, is you have to get uh, kettle brand, um, crinkle cut, uh, salt, and black pepper potato chips to go with it. It's something about those specific chips with that specific yeah. dip. Mm, that sounds and really people, good. And anybody really watching this right now are going, this is devolved. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was guilty pleasure, so. Chips are another one of my guilty pleasures big time, the, the, the snacks. Um, yeah. In particular, I love barbecue potato chips, and um, those uh, the really nasty ones are the um, what are they called? Cheezums or something? They're um, they're the Cheetos ones, and then there are a variety of different Cheetos inside. So there's like a a waffle one, a waffle looking mm. shaped one, and then there's a puffy one, and there's a regular Cheeto, and there's one, and they all have different kinds of flavored cheese. Um, and they're really horribly good. <laughs> Don't think I even know those. I, I think I brought them before, but have you? not much. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe you need to reacquaint me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's move on from food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or else we'll have to take a lunch break. <laughs> I know. Right? And I'm like, hungry, we're all right? like, dang it. I want that on you dip. <laughs> all right. So what about movies or TV shows? I've got a movie. Okay. Well, a series of movies. Uh, the Fast and the Furious series. <laughs> what? <are you? laughs> wow. I, love I think maybe movies. you should feel guilty about that. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and, that, and that maturity level just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> on, on my list, that's probably like the thing closest to really being a guilty pleasure because I know what that sounds like. <laughs> So it's a little shocking, I, I have if, to say. I bet you if we dig in deep enough, when did you watch the first one and what was going on in your life? I mean, why do you like that movie? Well, it's 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 definitely one of those movies that I'd always watch with my dad and my brothers. So it's definitely so it's like nostalgic movie. that way. Yeah. Yeah. See, so there again, there's a subjective component that makes you like it when you know that you, you shouldn't, but I mean Really, I mean, other than us mocking you, you shouldn't feel guilty. About it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also have a, I have, I have a definite history of liking like really bad action movies. <laughs> everybody, everybody needs something. I'm, yeah. I'm a little proud and a little scared at the same time. <laughs> What's 
so scary about that. It's just, it's just unexpected. Bad, bad action movies are my like bad romantic comedy. Okay. Right. Okay. So like, what name a, a bad action movie besides Fast and Furious? Uh, the Mummy and the Mummy Returns or whatever it's oh, called. Those are just fun pop. Yeah, those are just fun pop. Yeah, movies. but for me, those those go into the same category. One of them just has cars. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of mummies. Instead no, of I'm mummies. sorry. You don't, get, you don't get to put the Fast and Furious in the same category as the Mummy and the Mummy Returns. Yeah, yeah that's an adventure movie. <laughs> Okay, but you you do know the plot of the Mummy, right? And yes. especially the second one, especially I own both of those movies. Movie. Have you seen the Scorpion King though? Yeah, it's pretty awful. That one's pretty <laughs> bad. It's actually you know it's really bad just because the, the first CGI. one, and then usually the sequels, and you know if there's three, they usually devolve. So that's true. You know you can you the same thing with uh, like Back to the Future or whatever you know. You know, I don't understand why that is in our zeitgeist. I only ever saw those movies like when they were at the theater and maybe once or twice when they finally came on TV or something. Honestly, I, I think it's the music. Noises. I think it's the music. Yeah. Yeah. Just I never couldn't watched name you one thing from them. I couldn't name you one song from that movie, but The Power I, of Love. Explain before that I don't pay attention to the music and things. Yeah, but The Power of Love, Huey Lewis, Power of Love. Uh, Back in time, whatever it was. Really? <laughs> oh man! I'm sure I would know it if you if I heard it, but <laughs> no idea. <laughs> it's old music. <laughs> Huey Lewis was old music when it came on the scene. I know. <laughs> I mean, basically, they were just doing doo wop in the '80s. Yeah. Yep. But every every generation has its own, you know, sort of version of bell bottoms, right? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. What, what would that even be for me? Like nineties chokers? Is that like those really? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, those braided ones with yeah the, the plastic ones that like stretch. Yeah, yeah, that might be it. <laughs> Although those are back in style now, so I don't know. <laughs> well, that's what happens, right? Like you know, I saw somebody wearing slouch boots and like an oversized, you know, men's collared shirt with you know bright colors, and I'm like, oh, I wore that twenty five years ago. <laughs> oh, they all come back around. Yep. Regina. <laughs> tied around the waist. Yes, exactly, yeah. with a big belt or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but that never left in in the Pacific Northwest. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. No, I, we live in the eternal nineties. Yes. <laughs> no, all right. Portland lives in the eternal nineties. Right. The dream of the nineties is alive in Portland. Um, which is actually a video, if you're curious. <laughs> it's a song. Yes, I, I watched yeah. it. Okay, so my guilty pleasure for movie is Romancing the Stone. Okay. I don't know if it's I know like this. Catherine Turner. Catherine Turner, yeah, and Michael Douglas. Mm -hmm. and Kind of, I mean, it even, well, it does kind of mock trashy romance because she's a trashy romance writer. Mm -hmm. And then she gets, you know, kind of swept off. Cover. What? Oh. What is happening? <laughs> Did you look it up? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it's like the movie. The movie poster from the movies is is a, like a romance cover. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, that's the whole the whole thing. 
It's like a meta. <laughs> yeah, it was like because she's like this romance writer who's never had any romance in her life, but she, you know, she spends her whole life writing romance books that have an international following. And then her sister gets kidnapped and she has to go rescue her and you know, and then she gets swept in her own romance. And then at the end of the movie, spoilers for a movie that's far, far too old for me to worry about spoiling it. Um, even though obviously Isabella hasn't seen it. Um, it's she writes, from 1984. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> there were three of them as well. <laughs> I mean, this is definitely up my alley, though. I would watch this. Yeah, and it's it's fun. Like, it's fun. It's lighthearted. It's, you know, but, you know, definitely falls into that guilty pleasure. But, yeah. So. I Nobody. have a hard time with a movie choice. I don't, I don't really. Because I, I have, I'm kind of with Mark, like, I kind of feel like uh, movies are like a short time thing. It's not like a book or series where you're investing a lot of time or TV shows where you're investing a lot of time. You yeah. Know, it's like, well, you know, it's a movie and, you, you know, you know, by the time you figure out you don't like it, the movie's always over usually. <laughs> so. Well, like in my case, I had a, it's a whole series. Yeah. Like there's like, what is it? On the eighth one now, I think the eighth one is going to yeah, come out. Yeah. So that's a definite commitment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like, well, even like no worse. the Lord of the Rings or something like that. Yeah, I was going to say, it's no worse than Lord of the Rings, especially if you go with the extended cuts. That's like 24 hours worth of movie right there. Yes. And yeah. That's all I have. Yes. <laughs> is that what you put down, Julie, was Lord of the Rings? Oh, no, well, I mean, if you were going by the definition of like movies that you, you know, watch over and over again, right. I would be here all day because that's right. what I do. But um, as far as like, you know, just kind of regular movies that are maybe <clears throat> you wouldn't, wouldn't think that I would watch a lot over. Uh, the only one that I could really think of is The Devil Wears Prada um for me that mm. one um it's a you know it's a whimsical you know kind of movie that um isn't uh sci-fi or it isn't very serious or you know right yeah i just watch over and over again i, I mean yeah. i pretty much don't even watch it anymore i just listen to it and do other things so yeah oh i have another example um pirates of the Car the first pirates of the caribbean Oh yeah, like That's those guilty pleasure. Really, because that entire series is a bit. Oh tiny. yeah, the series gets worse as it goes on. But that the first one was great. I, I thought it was a great popcorn movie. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, but then is there something like that? Because I can see that being like a guilty pleasure in terms of not something that you're embarrassed to admit that you like. But like you said, like popcorn or lighthearted doesn't have maybe the substance that some of the other things that you watch have. I mean, maybe that's part of what. And we're working into the definition. I don't know. Well, here, here's here's my story about a movie that I think a bunch of people that I was just getting to be friends with thought should be a guilty pleasure of mine, uh -huh. which was uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh God, I, I love got, that movie. I got the uh, um, you know the collector's edition. I I don't remember when they put it out for my birthday, and I had these friends over that you know I just you know, met within the first couple of years of getting into the Portland area and they were all actors. And I was like, guess what we're watching. And they're, and the looks on their faces were all like, Oh, and none of them had ever seen it. And it's like, <laughs> and, and you could tell they wanted to be embarrassed for me <laughs> and were judging me. I'm like, going, just watch it. Just watch it. You'll see. And by the end of that movie, they were all converted. 
Well, I don't, I mean, it's, you know, that's like one of those B movies that's awesome, right? Like Evil Dead or whatever, um, that were so bad they became good. <laughs> I, I don't, I never thought it was bad. I just never thought it was bad at all. <laughs> Maybe that's just me for that movie then. Because <laughs> that's always kind of how I thought about it. Like, like it was just funny. Like, I, I don't know that... I don't know if it had the self-awareness to know what it was doing in terms of like how it was telling the story and how it would be read. I don't oh, know. are you kidding me? You don't think that that it was self-aware when some of the stuff that uh, they have Jack Burton's characters say, you know, it's me, Jack Burton. Who? Jack Burton. <laughs> it's like, you know, just stuff like that. And when he's doing his monologue on the, on the CB when he's driving with his truck. Oh, you know, yeah. When, when they ask you, have you paid your dues? You look them right in the eye and you say, yes, sir, the check is in the mail. You know, it's just <laughs> stuff like that. It's totally over the top. They knew what they were doing. Yeah, maybe it's they did. It's completely self-aware and ridiculous. They knew. Okay. And it's awesome. It is. I agree. I love it. I think I'll have to watch it again very soon. What was that? I think I'll have to watch it again very soon. Yes, I know. I was just thinking that. I should rewatch that. All right, so related to movies um, and sort of more de uh, devoted time, what about TV shows? Let's start with you, Julie. Oh, God. So many. <laughs> well, my guilty pleasures are um, a reality competition shows, and so um, they would be uh, Top Chef and um, uh, Project Runway and all the Project Runway spinoffs. Um, both of them, I, you know, some of the stuff, it, it's cooking show, the Top Chef, not so bad. Project One Ray can be, you know, a little dratiness of it. Um, but um, they're just, they have become like a staple in like my everyday watching. And so they've been on so long and there's so many seasons of all of them that, and they're, most of them are on Hulu um that i i you know like during my lunch when i want to get a because i work from home and so i want to get away from my desk and not think about you know it <laughs> will feel like i'm Horse still stuff, at work yeah. For, yeah. for a half hour uh, you know i watch top chef while i'm eating <laughs> you know um it takes me away you know um and so, yeah, I would say those, the, the competition ones like, like competition that. competition reality shows. I, I yeah. will not go to the, I will not go into the realm of my mother where like watching, I refuse to watch The Bachelorette or, or Kardashians or any, any of those. Um, I won't go to that extreme, but the competition ones I like. Cool. Good. What about you, Izzy, for a TV show? Um, okay, so this is kind of like one of those shows that I just put on in the background. Um, Legend of the Seeker. Oh, I love that show. Anyone... <laughs> I mean, it only had two seasons, but it was good. Yeah, no, but I've watched that show like five times. Oh. I when I, I need to like, when I need to like take a break or I need to have something on in the background, I'll just mm -hmm. put it on. Right. Just um, because I know the story and it's fun. and Right. Yeah. And it's like really my genre of thing, like people running around in the forest defeating evil. <laughs> <laughs> my thing. <laughs> Damn. I mean that I that, that that encompasses that's a like cool thing. 
Xena. It is a pretty cool thing. It's kind of like the definition of fantasy, so. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. encompasses like Xena and Lord of the Rings and right, yeah, so much stuff. And even Game of Thrones to a degree. Even Game of Thrones a little bit, yeah. Yeah. With dragons. Yeah, dragons. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so know. That's I, mine. Yeah, I liked, I, I wanted to cosplay, I can't even remember the character's name, but the lead female character, because she wears that really cool, she wears like Kaylin? the leathers. Kaylin, yeah, underneath, she wears the leathers underneath the white. Yeah. Um, dress or whatever. So oh like her God. armor is always like like just barely shown underneath her white dress. I always thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. But she was refresh my memory. If she kisses a man, she'll kill him, right? Um, so or, basically, she has a power that she can like confess people, and, right? Um, but if she <laughs> this is so romancy though, like if she loses control of herself, right? She'll, she'll like accidentally confess whoever she's with so she right. and the lead male actor can never like be together because she'll like destroy his soul basically right yeah she'll kill soul yeah <laughs> with her with her love destroy yes. her yes yes all right go cool. what about you mark do you have a show again i do not feel the least yeah. bit of guilt about it but um probably mash Oh, and I don't think okay. anybody would really fault me for that. I think mm. people would go, oh, that's an old TV show now. But yeah. but I just have fond memories of, you know, watching it when it was, you know, being aired for the first time on TV when I was a kid, you know, curled up on the couch underneath a, a blanket at night. And, you know, a lot of it went over my head back then. But I still love that show. I, I own the yeah. entire um, I remember watching that and um, Barney. What was the Barney? What was the... Barney Miller. Barney Miller with my dad. Yeah, I remember watching this. Yeah, yeah Mash. I mean the 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 repeats of that show have been on forever. Forever. And I mean, I've seen reruns of Mash. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they still rerun Mash. What's funny is it definitely lost a certain amount of cultural relevance because I referenced it in class a couple of years ago to entire blank stares. I think I had one student who recognized it and she was like 15 years older than I am. Um, <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, it's like nobody got it. You mentioned uh, you referenced Soylent Green in class, I think one time, and I was the only one who knew what it was. Yeah. And I was like, what? what <laughs> like that's like classic wow. like that's just like basic science fiction so that one i was really kind of mash i could kind of go but i was trying we we're talking about um female um medical um characters like strong female mm. characters who had medical professions and i was like well hot lips who land and they're like what are you talking about and they just looked at me like i was crazy and um i don't get that a whole lot because i'm usually pretty <laughs> on top with my references but i was like okay well i see that this has slipped to a degree <laughs> um which is sad because it's a, a really good show i mean it is a really good show and, I, and as far as i'm concerned it, it holds up across the board like mm -hmm. the entire series all the way through yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. they're lost they're lost totally I, and i said that and i said well if you want to see some you know good some good characterization and good you know storytelling um, involving, you know, war and hospitals, definitely watch it. Um, I don't know if anybody took me up on it, but that was definitely a recommendation I made. <laughs> so my TV show, um, I have gone down the rabbit hole that Julie has said she has refused <laughs> to go down. 
Um, and I do watch those embarrassing romance um, reality reality shows um, with a bachelorette. Oh God. And Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. Uh, I oh, love it. No. Look at Izzy's face. Oh. <laughs> okay, All look, I you. understand the appeal, but the cringe factor with those shows is so high for me that I, I can't I can't do it without like seriously like hurting myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. There there and it's terrible. It's you know, and it's to the point where um there's a blogger who writes about it. Um it writes about the episodes and I read the blogs and I like follow her videos and her discussions <laughs> of them. Yeah, mostly because she does she was on the show. So um her name is Sherilyn Joint and she does it's a website called All the Pretty Pandas. And she was on the show. She was on um I think season sixteen or seventeen, I can't remember. Um, so she, what I love about her and I love, cause I was like aware to a degree of the construction of it. Cause it's, you know, it's edited. So, you know, it's not, you know, it's not reality and how it's like happening. Um, mm -hmm. but what she goes through, she'll go through and she'll catch the, um, what she calls the Frankensteining of the voice clips mm -hmm. where they'll piece. Oh, like just like that, the extreme editing they do. Yeah, like yeah. where they go and they'll take, you editing. know, yeah, the editing where they will edit together. You won't actually see them say it, but you'll hear it in a voiceover. And then you'll mm -hmm. hear like the end of what they say, you'll see them say. Mm -hmm. So if you're not paying close attention, you'll think that they just was like a, you know, a, but, you know, it's edited from different pieces. So she'll go and she'll catch those and um, she'll talk about exactly how, you know, the process works with the producers and all that kind of stuff. And so for at least on some degree, I like the the analytical part of looking at how this reality is constructed through the show. Um, but then it's just, I like watching them cry. Like, I just <laughs> <laughs> like watching well, them be destroyed. I've never seen before. What? <laughs> this is a side I've never seen before. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I can totally see Regina cry, my pretty. Cry. Yes. Are you hurting? Is it sad? Oh, oh come on. You know, they go on these shows thinking they're going to find the love of their life. It's, you know, there's a little mirth, I will admit. Okay, maybe more than a little involved in me watching. I would say glee. They're okay. Genuine glee. Yes, maybe a little bit. <laughs> but oh I do. God. Yeah, I just, I just, it just cracks me up to watch the the construction of it, and then watch like the emotional reactions that the people have in these situations that have been so wholly constructed by the producers. So, <laughs> good times. Well, I, I do watch. Um, the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Mm. Oh, and now the truth comes out. Mm. I, now that that's almost that's not quite Bachelorette, but it's Oh no, no. You can't defend that by, it's, it's by what somebody else watched. Not as as um, respected as like Top Chef. So um See, I had to open the door to admit that I watched well, this I actually absolute forgot trash. about it because it's been I a forgot while about since it. I watched it when he started saying it, and I'm like, oh yeah, I refuse to watch the um, the California one, the Orange County, yeah, because I can't stand the extreme um, uh, blonde hair and frosted lipstick. I just can't handle it. Just every one of them thinks that they look younger and they really look older with that frosted stuff going on. 
So yeah, I can't do that. But the, <laughs> but the Jersey Jersey ones were fun. Um, the Atlanta, I did watch Atlanta. The warehouse is what? Oh, Atlanta. Um, but I haven't watched like some of the recent seasons. Of all I've those. never watched any of the Real Housewives. They're on Hulu now. Oh well, I know. Yeah, I don't want to go down. I got enough. I, I, you know, I got enough embarrassing. Like, if you want to be sheepish and embarrassed about admitting something, I'm a raging feminist who watches The Bachelorette. There you go. I just can't help myself sometimes. Although, you know, it does get more and more embarrassing because, well, I started watching The Bachelorette because. The first Bachelorette I watched was from San Francisco. And so that was the reason why I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And and it's on during summer. And at the time, I was working entirely online only during the summer. And I was teaching in person during the year. So I like literally had like nobody to talk to and was home by myself all day long and needed something just like to be noise. And so I picked up a season like six or seven episodes into it and start watching it and from then on I didn't watch The Bachelor at first or the whatever reject show they have because it used to be something else and now it's Bachelor in Paradise that's where all the rejects for the year go when they don't win when they don't like do well on the show they all go to an island together and sweat and try to fall in love and it's even more embarrassing because it's all of them like trying to feed off each other <laughs> Um, but I didn't watch those. I just watched The Bachelorette because I'm like, oh, I'll just watch when the woman's in charge. Um, and then I got hooked into The Bachelor too. So, and it just becomes it's just embarrassing. So, yeah. So, definitely, if you're going to talk about uh, guilty pleasures being embarrassing, yeah, that's it. That's my number one. Very well. Then I think you struck a guilty pleasure. <laughs> you're, <laughs> I did. you're truly embarrassed by it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't be too truly embarrassed because I did actually talk about it, and I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on the show before that I watch it, but it's definitely not something I bring up in conversation. Oh, funny, saw so out this. I was I had dinner with a friend of mine, and I had sent him a picture, a screen capture of um, there was one episode there in like I don't remember where they were in the Bahamas or something, and they were drinking beer. It's a friend of ours, David, who's a beer, big beer drinker, and they were drinking beer from these. Um, had wicker covers on their beer bottles. Oh my god, oh my god. Wicker covers. And I'm like, this is the strangest thing I have ever seen in my life. Well, what is this about? And so I sent him a picture of it and I was gonna meet his new girlfriend that night. And I and he's like, oh well, I'm gonna bring this up at dinner. And I'm like, excuse me, you are not bringing up that I watched The Bachelor <laughs> when I'm meeting your new girlfriend. And he did. Of course. <laughs> but part of the reason why he brought it up was because she watches it too. <laughs> yes. <sighs> that was an anticlimactic story. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for the point where they, they, they jointly pointed and ridiculed you, but no. No, that just happened here. <laughs> you know the wicker covers are to cover up the beer because they don't... Yeah, they didn't want the ads or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I thought figured that that was that or that, you know, they were in a humid environment. So they like don't have to have the condensation. Don't have, or it, slip, don't have yeah. it slip out of their little paws. As they're like, you know, on camera and like slip away. And it was in like three different scenes of them drinking beers from <laughs> wicker covered bottles. It was so bizarre. Anyway. All right. Uh, music is the only category I think we have left. I don't know if we were doing it. Did anybody have a music? No. Uh, no. I had 
I'll admit, Britney Spears was my. Britney, you gotta unplug and plug back in again, oh. Izzy. And I'll admit mine. I had Christmas carols down as my guilty pleasure music. Do you listen to them any other time than in, during Christmas? Uh, no, but I will start very early in the Christmas season listening to Christmas music. Like what? In November? Mm, yeah, I usually write around Thanksgiving. Like I started the week before Thanksgiving. This nope, year. sorry. You're, you're, you're not really doing anything bad there. No. That's <laughs> <not> <laughs> if I listen to them in July, then it would be bad. Not when the stores start putting yeah, Christmas stuff at Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true, huh? Yeah. I can't wait for the new Christmas decorations right after the Fourth um, of July this year. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, what were you saying, Isabella, about a certain female pop star? Oh, um, does my sound okay? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Britney Spears was my like pre-derby pump-up music for a long time. <laughs> She's got some good songs. She does have some I, good songs. I don't really like her myself all that much, but like if you look online for people who've done cover, covers of her song there are a lot of hard rock bands <laughs> that have like covered <laughs> her music really like, done okay. of, yeah I, done I covers of toxic or hit me one more time um so yeah i mean that to me just speaks to the level of songwriting that whoever's writing her songs for her is writing at you know so i don't know i wouldn't like uh uh was it her sister? Ashley? Ashley Simpson? No, that's Jessica Simpson's yeah. sister, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, I remember she had that song, Lala. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I loved that song. I thought that song was great. <laughs> I still do, and I have no problem with it. I'd love to see a metal cover of that song. That would be kind of cool. You should write it. <laughs> it doesn't work with a male singer, though. I think you'd have you literally have to have a, a, a woman singer. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what makes it cool to have a man sing it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. I don't know. you got to buck the expectations. Right. That's what a good <laughs> cover does, right? It takes something and makes it different. Yeah. Well, I will admit to um, the 90s boy bands of NSYNC and uh, Backstreet Boys. Oh. Uh, because of the me having to listen to them for my, jo for my jobs working with kids at that time and that's who they were into so i became acquainted with them more than you would expect me to uh, <laughs> uh but um i will admit they do have some some songs that i i i do think that they're uh, you know i can see why they were popular besides being you know cr girl crushes for people you know but yeah. um 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 the Backstreet Boys actually have a song, uh, that, a remix of one of their songs that has some somebody else doing rapping in it. Um, that and that because I don't really like the real version of the song, but this remix of it is like it's actually one of my my go to get pumped up songs. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and it has been for like fifteen years. Yes, <laughs> I think they're. I like some of their music. One of another. Well, and I'm not embarrassed to admit this, but I watch um, Dancing with the Stars, and one of the Backstreet Boys was on a couple of seasons ago. Mm. Um, and it was really funny because when the musicians are on, they they often do like their own songs, mm -hmm. their own dances. And he did a couple where he did his, you know, did the Backstreet Boys. Like Vanilla Ice was on last season. <laughs> 
which was funny, you know, just to see him. And he was like, what was interesting though, was he was a really nice guy. Like, mm -hmm. like the persona of like the white rapper, you know, kind of like supposed to be tough or whatever. And he was like the biggest, like just nicest yeah. sweetheart kind of guy. And, you know, I was just like, oh, and then he got kicked off really early. And I'm like, I'm actually kind of sad to see you go because you were enjoyable to watch as you're floundering through learning how to dance. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Good. Well, I think that's. Um, I think we had hobby as another one, but I wasn't sure if people had hobbies. I don't know how you could have a hobby be a guilty pleasure. Yeah, I don't either, because it's like I don't know. Just I was just throwing categories out. Uh, fan fiction. Fan fiction. <laughs> hmm. But I mean, I readily, I readily like accept that this is a thing I do. So. And it's not really guilty for me anymore. But I wouldn't like throw that out in a job interview or anything. <laughs> so so fan fiction for what? For all sorts of things. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're not like specifically dialed into like Doctor Who or Oh god, no. Supernatural no. or I was in Supernatural fandom for a really long time and it's one that like I cannot go back there. <laughs> 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 because the show got so bad. I can't. I've burned that bridge. <laughs> I deny you. <laughs> I don't even know what my primary fandom is anymore. I don't All know. All of them. All of them. Uh, yeah, okay. Star Wars, uh, The Force Awakens was a big one for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lots of potential there, so. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I don't know, I don't have any fanfic. I've never been a fanfic person. So I've been reading it since I was like 11, so it's, it's, it's well, thing. you grew up more in an era of the internet and where it was more readily available than, yeah, I would have, but yeah, it's just not something that I have read some of Harry Potter fanfic that was pretty interesting in some Star Trek stuff from the original series, but it's just not something that ever caught my attention, I guess. Oh man, Star Trek is like the genesis of, yeah. Everything. I think I was reading. I think I was reading an article about because um, I was looking at fandom as something I was looking at for the dissertation. So I was reading articles about how different fan fandoms evolved, and that was one of the things, like the Spock and Kirk. Yeah, that's how that's how slash fiction like right. started, basically. Yeah. Yes, that's interesting. <laughs> mm, something Isabella didn't mention in her guilty pleasure. <laughs> what? No slash wait, what? fiction. Oh, slash fiction. I, I that just falls into fanfic for fanfic me. Fanfic in general, yeah. Yeah, that's in the whole general. Well, and is uh, Mark and Julie? Do you know what slash fiction is? Um, no. I'm guessing, I don't know. So Kirk, Kirk, Spock. If you ship them together, that's slash fic. Okay. So it's not it's not a guy and a girl, it's two guys or femme slashes, two women together. Oh, like when they were doing the It's not the necessarily explicit. Yeah, yeah. It's not explicit. It's not necessarily explicit, but Right. But you're just shipping those two people together, whoever they are. Yes. But it's it's a it's a subgenre in itself. Because there are people who, you know, read solely that and there are people who Solely read Jen, which is like non-shipping whatsoever. They just want to like play in the world of 
that whatever it is yeah that fandom. whatever fandom yeah they want to yeah. create characters or create stories using that fandom and the roles in that fandom yeah cool yep all right any other guilty pleasures anybody wants to share and have a chance to I think that's all I had. Yeah, they got all of them. Don't laugh evilly like that, Julie. You know, you have another one. <laughs> what are you hiding? Well, we didn't talk about games. Oh, we didn't talk about games. Games. How, did how, games how, can, we, how can that even be a game? <laughs> Mark's like, no. That's like. Games are not guilty pleasures. No, no, no. That's just like one of the wonderful things about life. I mean. <laughs> That's how I felt when Isabella said peanut butter cups. <laughs> I know exactly. It's like, sorry, I don't really like candy, but I will cross a busy freeway for a peanut butter cup in the right conditions. Especially if it's one of those really big ones. Have you seen those? They have ones that are like this. Big. No, that's too much for me. They're not as good. No, I would like, I'd, I'd rather have a mini one than like the, than one of the big ones. ones. I haven't I had it. They have a wrapper on them. <laughs> Well, those big ones, I imagine you get too much peanut butter. Yeah, the, the ratio is off. Yeah. See, I think the perfect ratio are the peanut butter eggs. Like, I think those are perfect. Because well, those a, have a lot of peanut butter. Yeah. They, they have more peanut butter than the regular ones do. Yeah. Yeah. So I no, I'm a fan of the minis. It is the ice cream version of them. Reese's um, makes an ice cream. Um, it's a little bit bigger than like a regular Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh, uh, and but it's an ice cream. Oh man, crackalicious! I have to find you. You know, what I think I've learned from today's hangout that we all love food way more than we love all the other things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I still have a hard time with like guilty pleasures. Like I know there's things I shouldn't eat, but yeah. But again, it's like you know, all down to you know within reason. You know. If you're not well, trying think, to subsist on Baconators, you're probably going to be okay if you have one every now and then. Right, or <laughs> deep fried Twinkies or something like that, right? No, 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 those are devil's food. You do not eat those. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> They're delicious, but my God, I could like literally feel my ardent, my, my arteries <laughs> going. Ah, ah. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't had a deep fried Twinkie. I've had um, a deep fried s'more. No, go go to uh, Fire on the Mountain. I know they didn't have them. That's where I had the s'more because I wanted to have the Twinkie, but they didn't have them. They had s'mores oh. the time I was there, so yeah. that's where I had s'mores. So, but I was looking for a Twinkie at that point, but I haven't I haven't actually had one. So I like. Trevor got me one, and I was just like, "All right, I, 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 it sounds delicious, but bad at the same time." And you take a bite of it, and you go. I love this, but I hate myself for loving it. <laughs> See, now that's a guilty pleasure. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know how pleasurable it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you said I love this, so. Yes, but then you hate yourself for loving it, so they kind of can't cancel each other out. <laughs> that's, that's why it's called a guilty pleasure. Right. <laughs> All right, we finally got Mark to admit one. I feel like we can wrap up now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I think that had more to do with me going, I should never eat one of these again. They, they have <laughs> nutritious to offer. There's no nutritional value here whatsoever. Right. 
That's funny. All right. So uh, thanks for listening and watching. Uh, we'd love to hear what your guilty pleasures are. Please head over to thegeekembassy.com and let us know. Uh, check out Julie's latest series on The Voice and some articles talking about songs we wish we could sing. Um, that's been running the last couple of weeks and I have a couple more installments of that coming up. Um, and yeah, check out, I'm going to have more episodes of Good Words up as well with where me, uh, Evan Graham and I talk about uh, literary devices. So thanks for listening. And until next time, get your geek on. Bye. Bye. Bye.